Howdy, y'all. Y'all listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast with Bruce and Rena. We're talking to Joanna Angel, who is an icon in the alt-porn movement and has now released a book uh, that allows you to sort of choose your own sexual fantasy as the story progresses, which is absolutely freaking amazing and cool. So congratulations on that. Could you maybe tell us? Huh? Thank you. <laughs> Could you maybe tell us a little bit more about that project? So Club 42 is the name of my book. This is my second novel. Um, it is fiction. So yeah, it is a choose your own adventure erotic fiction. And this book happens to be um, about a girl that works at a strip club. Um, and it's, you know, it's like her first day. Uh, the, it opens up when she first starts stripping. So you kind of follow her into the world of exotic dancing. Um, the book takes place in New York. Um, so like the city of New York, it's a very fast-paced, um, fast-moving book. And yeah, like uh, every different path and adventure of the book focuses on a, on a different character in the strip club, all like through the eyes of the same um, protagonist, you know. Um, so she gets into different sexual experiences and different uh different things happen to her in different paths and there's even some dead ends where she uh gets fired <laughs> and it's a game over <laughs> so for those not familiar and not who haven't caught up with you um these the book definitely as you're reading it along you get to a spot where it'll say continue on with this or move to page whatever 190 yeah yeah like oh if you want to follow if you want to see what happens if she does this you know right. go to this page you want to see what happens if she does this, go to this page. So it's very complicated to write. <laughs> that was my, one of my questions was how difficult was that to put together oh, it's and very keep difficult. track? I mean, I mentioned this spreadsheets and stuff. Yeah, like you that. have to make like a whole, a whole wet, like a crime map before you write <laughs> right. the book. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. Because I remember like when I was a kid, we had those children's books, you know, where you could influence the story and where it goes and so on. So I think it's freaking genius to bring it into this context. So how did you get that idea? Well, I got to give credit to my publishing company because it was kind of their idea or their suggestion, um, you know, for something unique and, and fun. Um, uh, I guess it was a market they wanted to tap into. And um, I accepted the challenge. I was a little bit confused at first. I was like, really? Are you sure? You sure this is a good idea? And um yeah, so so I got to give them the credit for it, um, but I I uh, I attacked it, <laughs> and I think um, you know from my first book to my second book, they're both you know choose your own adventure. Um, so because the first one did pretty well, so they wanted me to do another one. This one's got so many more adventures, so many more paths. I definitely played with the format a lot more in this one than I did with the first one. Um, so I think I, I understand it better now. How long does it take to write something like this or put something like this together? Because you're busy as well doing a million other things. Right? I am. So it's, it's hard, man. I mean, I think they gave me a year to do it, but I did it in about four or five months, but it's a four or five months, like where I really crunched. Like I definitely for a good four months, I probably sat at my computer and wrote for a good 12 hours a day. Right. Like, 
like, like three or four days a week, at least, you know, as you know, whatever days I could. So I would kind of schedule it. All right, I'm gonna, it was difficult. It's, you know, and I'd be like writing and then like, I'd take a break to go work on like, pre-production for a movie or something and then I'd go back to writing I mean I guess the good thing about writing is you could kind of squeeze in time to do it anywhere you know I'd be like sitting at the DMV and have like a a document on my phone and I'd be like oh I'm gonna write a paragraph now but a good four or five months is like solid like I'm pretty much my brain is is focused on it all the time even if I'm doing something else um and I am fortunate yeah yeah I try. I try to start it a year early when I first get assigned, but who does that? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. No one. No one actually does that. You're right. No. No one well, does. <laughs> so how much of yourself did you like infuse into the protagonist? Um, you know, there's a lot of myself. I did dedicate the book to my sister. I think the main character is like a combination of me and my sister. Um but definitely a lot of the memories that I had when I was in my early 20s and I first started stripping back then, you know, in my first night and just like all the experiences of when you're brand new to this, you know, the, the sex industry. Um, a lot of those feelings I put into this character, you know, I just kind of changed. I didn't want her to be, I mean, it is fiction. I didn't want her to be exactly me. So there's definitely a lot of things about this character that's nothing like me at all. But um, but then there's a lot of like emotions and feelings and experiences um, that, you know, are based off of things that I went through. Well, that's what they say, though, isn't it? Write what you know. Yeah, you got to write what you know. And I, yeah, so you know. It makes sense. Yeah. So do you see like, you know, your entire career in the sex industry sort of being the, the <laughs> what's the fucking word in English? I'm sorry, I'm Finnish. So this is my second oh, language. So. <laughs> I've been to Finland before and I love it there. Really? I figured you were, yeah. All the women in fin- Finland are so beautiful and you look oh. like one of them. They all look like hot vampires. <laughs> That's what I said when I was there. I was like, everyone here looks like such a sexy vampire. It's crazy. <laughs> it's a lock of sun, I bet. Like, you yeah. know, all, you know, pale ghosts. And trust me, there's a ghost of some guy under all this makeup. So Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I look nothing like this if I take all this off. <laughs> so, everything's white, eyebrows, like color of nothing, and so on. But yeah. anyway, thank you very much. That was a nice thing to say. But <laughs> but yeah, I was like thinking whether your career is sort of like your source of not e- not not just inspiration, but also the material that you put into the adventures. Yeah, yeah, and like, look, I wanted. I think there's a lot of information about stripping, about porn, about, you know, a lot of things inside of sex work that's just so far off from what it's really like. Um, So I wanted this to feel a lot closer. Granted, it is still fiction. There's things, you know, I did in the book that like, you know, wouldn't are, you know, they're fictionalized. It's like a cartoony version of things. But, but I wanted the real, you know, I wanted to capture just elements of what it's really like to go through these experiences. I think a lot of people think of like sex work, like there's just so many extremes. And I think like, like you're either super empowered or you're super traumatized. A lot of people don't think of what it's like just to 
go through a regular day, you know, and I tried to really capture that. Like, here's what happens when this is your job. Oops. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. That's really interesting what you said about the extremes, that it's hard to see the in the middle. The yeah, just, like, and that's, that's kind work, of, you know, yeah, you go to work, you do this as a job. It's not work. Like, and what's, yeah, and how do you interact with your friends? And how do you have a social life? And how do you have a boyfriend? And how do you, how do you feel at the end of the day? And what do you do after work? And like, you know, things like that, I try to really capture in there because those are all things I can you know relate to and I think just a lot of people don't understand like like that we uh that we lead you know normal lives and have the same problems as everyone else you know when it that you know outside of work and strip clubs are particularly interesting because it's like half the room is in the sex industry and the other half isn't there's not many places you find that like in porn everyone on set is in porn you know like you're yeah. not you don't have like outsiders interacting with um people like that you know and most like most people in the porn industry you know after a while like your whole life becomes in the porn industry you have friends in the porn industry and you're going to like events and stuff like that and even though you it, you uh, you know you have a life outside of work it's just like you have other people in your circle you can talk to when shit happens. But I feel like strippers, it's like well, most of them, they go to work and then they go home to a completely separate life. You know, they're, nobody they're going home to is also in that industry, like for the most part. You know what I mean? So it's kind of this bizarre uh, uh sector of the sex industry so they kind of have to turn off their day their day job yeah and move yeah yeah which yeah. i think makes it really interesting you know um yeah where you kind of like you have to choose that you're sort of living a double life you know yeah yeah I, I would think that this is also like a very good way to sort of bring the human side <laughs> like you know because it's it's so easy to dehumanize sex workers like girls yeah. in you know, and I'm like, this is a quote from Mr. Bungle album, wasn't intended to be offensive or anything like that. But like, you know, that it's easy to see the girls on the screen as not really human, you know, that they yeah. become yeah. objects, uh, like, you know, something to just direct uh, thoughts and actions that society deems vulgar or, or somehow undesirable. So, you know, it, it comes then stigma, and I'm sure I don't need to be telling you this, but like you writing a book like this that brings the everyday life closer, right. I would think could help like remove that stigma a little bit and, and like raise that, at least plant that seed into that person's head. Of course, then it comes the question of like, who's going to read it? Probably not the people who really would need to read it, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. Effect, but... Well, yeah, I guess we'll see who reads it. I mean, I think I think a lot of housewives read erotica. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and this is really cool because most stuff I do appeals mostly to men. I, I mean, I try to always keep my women in mind. And I probably have more female fans than a lot of other people do. Like I do, you know, um, I do know I have a lot of female subscribers to my website and stuff like that. But the majority is men, you know, I look at my Instagram, you know, fan base and it's like 93% men. And I bet like the other 7% 
is like my friends in porn that are women. <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of just how it is. So it, it's nice to have something that where I supposedly, you know, from what I talked to my publishing company, it's, it is primarily women that read erotica. Um, so, so it's cool to have something that's more for women than, than for men, I guess. But, but everybody, I'm, I'm open to everybody reading the book. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, like, you know, it's not like the stigma is, is somehow only limited to men, like dehumanizing people in sex work. Uh, women are worse. Oh, women I would do it all say. the time. Yeah. Yeah. I I, it, you, know? Like, you know, like, uh, yeah. and you know, I, I, I'm, I always try to understand people and their motives and why, why they tick the way they tick, you know, and it helps, but it's still something that bothers me. And, and do you, do you think that, um, like, and this is completely different, <laughs> but do you think the Me Too movement has in any way affected the sex industry? Um, you know, I have seen a few, a handful of people get, get, uh, you know, pushed out because of inappropriate behavior. I mean, it, I think it, it went to any industry. I mean, it affected even like people who work in normal corporate offices, you know? Um, so I think, I mean, I think it affected any kind of structure. Um, but, uh, and you know, I think it, it helped kind of put more, uh, uh, more structure into how we address consent on set and stuff like that. Um, so, I, I mean, I think, I think it affected us, but I think we, you know, there's like, I think porn was much more advanced in this way than Hollywood because we openly talk about sex all the time and it's already established like you're supposed to have sex with this person at work and this other person is there to film it and they are not supposed to have sex with you and like you know what i mean we already have these boundaries laid out that they don't have in hollywood and um i don't know i think there's a lot more like in hollywood like i i i would i would have no idea how to get a part in like a mainstream movie you need to have like an agent and even if you have an agent that you have to know people you have to go to like certain auditions there's a lot of like things you need to do to get even in the in front of the right people in Hollywood um so that does leave leave more open to like well if you fuck me or if you blow me I can get you here because this place where you need to be is hard to get to you know like Someone could come to me and be like, if you suck my dick, I'll get you in a movie. And I'd be, and if I really, really wanted to be in a movie, I'd be like, well, I better suck his dick because I have no idea how else to get it. Right. In porn, it's like, if you're a hot girl that wants to get into porn, there's no like red tape. You know what I mean? Like you can get in there. You know, you don't have to go through anything sketchy to get in. Like you could kind of just come in. <laughs> so well, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think. I think some of the accessibility and just the openness and stuff like really like kind of made porn a way more respectable place than than Hollywood where there's just porn is just so open about everything. Everything's very transparent, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, even, you know, when I'm directing, like people talk directly to me, the director, like no, nobody in a Hollywood movie is talking, is like texting back and forth with the director the night before. Like mm-hmm. that, they're just, that just leaves many layers of like, of like things not being accessible. And that leaves more room for people to abuse their power. I think there's less uh, hierarchy like that in porn. So there's just less, you know, abuse of power. But, you know, there unfortunately has been some, you know, directors and performers who have been inappropriate and um, people voice their opinions about it. And I suppose if this was before the Me Too movement, maybe they would have just been quiet about it. Um, So, you know, it happens. Um, But I don't think it's nearly as bad as... Hollywood and I think it's easier to um to address things here do you think there's a difference in this like you know in in mainstream in the mainstream porn industry and the alternative porn like sector do you think that maybe Uh, you know like like, it's kind of funny because the term alt porn existed for what I did like almost 20 years ago now and everything's mixed into one Um, so I don't really you know I guess I am in mainstream porn now and that's where I've been okay. for quite some time. So, you know, but I guess what you could compare it to is the more amateur stuff, but the more amateur stuff. Yeah. I mean, it gets tricky because the more amateur stuff, it's friends doing stuff with each other. So you don't go through all the same paperwork and stuff that a corporate structure would go through, but being in mainstream porn and having to go through all the corporate things, the paperwork where you have to sign off on what you're okay with and what you're not okay with, even if it feels completely redundant, like even if you're working with someone who you've worked with a million times, you do it anyway. I don't, I don't ever skip over that stuff. And if I'm doing a a smaller, like content thing for my fan page, like I'll, I'll go through the same uh, protocols because I think it's just good to always do that no matter what, even if you're, even if you're working with your best friend and it seems silly to go through a list of like do's and don'ts, I think, um, I think it's just something everybody should, you know, get in the habit of doing, um, when you're, you know, doing this as a professional. Like in, in any sort of business transaction or, or, yeah. or cooperation situation, you should scope out the project, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 That's basically what you find you or read the book. How can they go about getting hold of you or, just go, uh, you can find my book on Amazon. That's probably the easiest way to get it. Um, and yeah, it'll be delivered like the next day. It's called Club 42 by Joanna Angel. Just search that. You can follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. My name is Joanna Angel. Both my accounts are verified. So please follow the real one. Don't follow a fake Joanna Angel and um, listen to uh, to the lies they tell you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope that wasn't too bad. I told you we keep it short. No, perfect. Thank you very, very much. Right, nice you have to meet you guys. Be well, stay Whatever safe. Whatever you do, it, just tag me in a tweet and I'll, I'll retweet it. Absolutely. Okay, thank have you. A good day. Be safe. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah! Yeah! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.